This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Three yards out. Back to A-Chan. A-Chan's got another touchdown. The rookie finds the end zone. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. As I've said multiple times, Jim Nance with the call there. Uh, you know, they drafted Devin Achan in a bunch of leagues, healthy scratch in week one, dropped him from the roster. Now he's Chris Johnson, and I feel terrible about myself. Uh, maybe Devin Achan can win uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier this hour. Achan currently 7-1 to one in that market. And a couple segments ago, Ken asked me, Nick Costos, great to be with you here, uh, kind of like how, how I see this playing out. Um, Raheem Mostert's still there. At some point, Jeff Wilson Jr. will be back in this Dolphins running back group. And I know that there are like a bunch of people, and I think Greg Cosell is one of them, my my former co-worker at NFL Radio on Sirius XM, and he's on you know, at longtime NFL Films, ESPN. I think Greg Cosell has been saying this, that um, that A-Chan like, actually does like have the skill set to be a true three-down running back in the National Football League. And I'm not disagreeing with the hashtag film people who, like, like you know, whatever, have those opinions based off watching the games. Here's what I know. A-Chan's like 5'8", and he's really small. I think it's really unlikely that he's going to be like Christian McCaffrey-level bell cow running back. I think it's very likely that he can maybe be the 1A in the offense, but it's not like Mike McDaniel's going to stop using Raheem Mostert and stop using Jeff Wilson when Wilson's healthy. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, like, A-Chan can still put up big numbers. I mean, they have this lightning strike offense. They play the Giants this weekend, which Ken has said multiple times that he's right. Like, maybe this is a huge game for A-Chan. I just think maybe, like, his ceiling's a little capped. And for the people that would offer the argument, Ken, well, you know, Bijan splits carries with Tyler Algier. I would say, like, it's it's not the same thing. Like, Bijan and A-Chan physically are not the same. And A-Chan's awesome. It's not to say... He could, maybe he's going to be better than Bijan. But physically, they're not the same thing. And, like, Bijan is, like, locked in to definitely being the 1A in that backfield. Whereas A-Chan, I think he'll be the 1A. But I think it's a little up in the air. Also, like... To close games, is it going to be A-Chan? Is it going to be Mostert? Like, is it going to be an A-Chan game when they're chasing? Like, how's this going to work? I still think there are hashtag unanswered questions here as it regards Devin A-Chan with the Dolphins. Yeah, sure. I, I think you're you're probably right. So I just, to spin this back to, like, what to do right now, I mean, it's, re- it's really tough, but I do think, like, versus some other markets, this one could get pretty crazy because Stroud, Stroud should be the favorite. Like, I, it's not that that's wrong, just these are rookies, 
and what is the real difference between him and Bijan and him and Richardson, it might be one good game from one of them. Like that flips the whole thing. Like that's still where we are at this point in the season. Just just like Stroud was 25 to one and one good game flipped him back down to this again or two good games flipped him back down to this. Again. The same thing can happen. So it just the, the two players that I keep going back to and really it's it all of that in the end, it, it does feel like a three player race. And it's like the three kind of like players who have the biggest reputations coming into this year, which is, well, aside from Bryce Young, uh, which is CJ Stroud, Richardson, and Bijan. Like, it still feels like those three to me, and all three can win. It's almost like how you like to play touchdowns. It's like, oh, running back at the longest odds. Like, is it, hey, like, it's so early in the year, it's guy at every sports book of these three that has the longest odds, which would be Richardson this week. Because, like, he missed games. But also at the end of the year, if those are the only games that he missed, then that becomes irrelevant. Whereas right now it's really relevant because it's a quarter of the games or, you know, more than that because he didn't play a lot of the other game. Like it's so much time that he's missed right now, but it's not so much time at the end of the year as long as he plays. So I think if I have Richardson already, but if you if you have none, I think this could be a pretty good buy opportunity. It feels like the three those three guys kind of just trading punches here for the next few months. We'll get to coach of the year in a second. Last thing on offensive rookie of the year. It looks like Jonathan Taylor will be back for the Colts on Sunday when they play the yeah, Tennessee Titans in Indianapolis. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll see. Like, I still have, like, I guess he'll play this Sunday, but I mean, who knows if the Colts will trade him? We'll see what happens. But um, does Taylor actually hurt Anthony Richardson's candidacy? Like, if, if Taylor's going to get the ball down by the goal line, you would think. I mean, right. I guess it could just still be Richardson. We just don't know how this is going to go. Does Taylor sure. coming back in, do you think it helps, hurts, or does nothing for Anthony Richardson's candidacy? I think right now you you can't say for sure which one it is. I think, like, like, like for Zay Flowers, like Beckham and Bateman play, that's bad. Like, for Achan, Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back and Mostert's healthy, that's bad. Like, we know it's bad. Like, even if he ends up being, like, that's a bad thing for their candidacy. This one's kind of like, okay, yeah, like, goal line, to your point. Also, Steichen uses his quarterbacks a ton at the goal line anyway when he has good running backs. So, like, could still use Richardson a ton in those situations. Also, if it makes the Colts better, then is that bad? If it makes them more dynamic offensively, opens up passing lane. Like, there's all kinds of positive ways that this can play out if they can run the ball really well. That puts Anthony Richardson in less third and long. Great. Sounds awesome. Um, so I can make the positive and negative case there. Maybe a wait and see. It's just, it's, I think, I think my strategy for a while in this is just going to be like it, Richardson's. It's kind of like moot now because I have him, but it would be like, as these three guys keep bouncing around, just are you constantly grabbing the longer priced one and playing back toward the middle or back toward the bottom on whoever that is of the three until we, until we kind of see how this figures itself out. Back to the middle and you're back again. 100% pure betting. Yeah. 100% coach of the year. <laughs> All right, let's do coach of the year now. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday. Uh, P squared, B squared, NFL awards. Our Commanders Bears bets uh, for tonight coming up next hour on the show. If you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to tune in for the final hour, and you want to get our bets for the Commanders and Bears, switch on over in a couple minutes to twitch.tv backslash betql. Um, Ken, there's so many coaches. Like, I can literally like list off every single one. I have drawn sure. the Dave Gettleman line after a couple of weeks. So we can hit guys past that, obviously, here. But coach of the year right, right now, where we have co-favorites, uh, Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel. Uh, and Miami lost last weekend, and McDaniel's still the co-favorite. Both guys are 4-1 to one at BetMGM. We have three coaches now at 10-1. to one. They are D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen, and Kyle Shanahan. 
Todd Bowles of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 16 to 1. Sean McVay at 18. Pete Carroll and John Harbaugh, both at 20. Arthur Smith, Matt LaFleur, Sean McDermott now at 22 to 1. Arthur Smith and Matt LaFleur, we barely knew ye. Although they, they can obviously still have a lot of time to get back up there. Uh, Ken, thoughts here on Coach of the Year and betting it uh, prior to week number five? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the two buckets of coaches, right? It's uh, sometimes it'll be a really good team that wins coach of the year, like maybe 20% of the time doesn't happen very often. And then the other 80%, it's the improvement team. It's the team that like came out of nowhere and played really well. And as weeks go by, we'll start to gain more and more clarity on like who fits into what. The really good team bucket, I think we got nailed already. Like I, I actually think it's San Francisco or it's Buffalo actually would be my two my two really likely like 15 and two that guy wins coach of the year now the problem with betting mcdermott and i've thought about this a lot this week like i like them a lot against jacksonville they play the giants the week i mean it's just like where where is this price going the problem is like they already have a loss and if they lose literally like uh they play at cincinnati i think in four weeks they play the chiefs this year if if they lose like one more game you're like already on a knife edge like your bet could be dead like like two losses early in the year you could be done basically you have to win out to win it makes it really really tough to bet shanahan's being properly adjusted i think people want him to win i'd early in the season betting a team to go like 16 and one is just really tough so i've always said like i think they can both do it i like them i just i don't know why i would make the bet this early when there's always going to be an improvement coach in the mix there's always going to be a couple of those guys holding some win probability along with the really good coaches so like shanahan and mcdermott Love them, think they can win, would never bet. The improvement coaches, we just got to see this play out. The latest entrant is D'Amico Ryans because they won last week and now they have two wins. Just my, here's my question to people because I think a lot of people are on this now. Everybody that thinks like, I'm saying thinks they know football like they don't. I don't mean it that way. But like people that like to tweet about football and, and film and everything, everyone loves the Texans. Like everyone thinks this is a thing. And that's true. The Falcons are favored on Sunday. What if they just win? What happens to this market? The funniest thing actually happens to this market. Ryan's goes to 30 and Arthur Smith goes to like the third choice. Like that's actually what happens if they win. And like we go exactly back to where we were in week three again. It's like the stupidest thing. So just like, the, again, the flimsy nature of these narratives about who can win and who can't win week to week. Like... Yeah, Ryan's is like a really good improvement team coach candidate. If they even win nine games, like nine and eight, he's probably a finalist for the award at least. It depends on who the other coaches are, whether he would win or not. But like nine and eight, and he's like in there, like they're reading his name the night before the Super Bowl. Like that's a low bar to clear and he can do it. He's also a dog to a guy who everybody now thinks sucks. <laughs> so like, it's just, this can flip again. Like what, bet Ryan's now, no way. Like what, this price, are you kidding? Like the two wins. So it just, we we don't know who the improvement coaches are. It could be Ryan's, could be Steichen, could be Todd Bowles, could be McVay. I still really think it could be Ron Rivera, who by the way is like 80% to win a game tonight after playing Buffalo and Philadelphia. When you're Washington schedule real quick, like I, again, people are be like, oh, he's on Ron Rivera again. Like that's not going to happen. They just played Buffalo and Philadelphia. They literally played and it was at Philly. Those are the two toughest games on their schedule the entire season. Now they're both done. Next six games, Chicago, Atlanta, the Giants, Eagles, which they'll lose, Patriots, Seattle, the Giants again easily win six of those games and now what are we talking about and they're probably going to win tonight 
So you want a buy point? He's like 60 now in a couple places. I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's done. If we're talking about improvement coaches, like D'Amico Ryans is 10, this guy's 60. D'Amico Ryans is, is going to lose, like according to the market on Sunday. Ron Rivera is like 75% to win. Who's price more likely to change? In what direction? Like, just think through this week to week a little bit. Like, cool, Ryans can win. Why, why now? Why now that everyone thinks he's good and he's dropped? Why would you ever bet? You're betting on past performance. You're not betting on what's going to happen. That's a terrible way to bet. That's like betting Witherspoon right now, defensive rookie. Well, did you see what he just did? Yeah, and we all we all did too. That's why he's not 30 to 1 anymore. Like, it, you have to bet on what you think is going to happen next or like what the next game is. The next game for Washington is great, is a really good winning opportunity. Um, aside from that long shot, I wouldn't touch this market this week. I don't think Campbell's going to win. I don't think McDaniel's going to win. I think they both have to win a ton of regular season games to win but they're both going to win by 9 million points this weekend. So why would you bet anyone else in this market right now that's not a super long shot? They're going to be the favorites next week. They're both like 10-point favorites in the market. So don't try to beat them this week. Try to beat them next week. Try to beat them after they're 11-point favorites and after they win by a million points. So like Rivera, huge price, great, because they're going to win tonight probably. Otherwise, like never try to beat these two guys now. Next week, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm going to ask a dumb question. You can give like a one-word answer. If the Vikings beat the Chiefs this weekend and they get to two and three, if Minnesota can get to the playoffs off an zero and three start, Kevin O'Connell's a hundred to one right now to be coach of the year. I know they won thirteen games last year. Can KOC win coach of the year? No, they won thirteen games last year. You know who can win coach of the year still, and everybody will laugh. Sean Payton. I think the Broncos stink, but they, he this could week. win. You're you're hundred percent. You will start the power hour coming up with that. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.